Happy January, everyone. How is life out there? Are you feeling some New Year energy, getting that dang thing done? Or maybe not quite there yet? I have my days, I can tell you that. So Kate Larson, this is the Health is Power podcast. I'm so happy to be with you and very excited to talk with you about one of the most meaningful drivers for the work that I do. Look, my hope is for all young people and the rest of us to take control of our most treasured gift, that beautiful mind and body that we're born with. The practice of personal sustainability recognizes that a human's health and wellness, it's holistic, right? Many parts that make up the whole. And it's a vital piece of the ongoing process of being human. It's an attitude that says, I am responsible for myself. As, as adolescents develop into young adults, they're facing the ever-present challenge of maintaining their own health, their resilience, their overall well-being. And that opportunity for health starts long before they're going to need medical care. Practice of Life was built around six core principles, love, urgency, intention, fluency, investment, and practice. I'm not going to go over all of these principles today. Today is about investment, but please, any of you who are curious, go to the Practice of Life homepage and learn a little bit more about these other important ideas. All right, investment. We only get one mind and body. It is a finite and precious resource that requires loving attention. Take stock, people. Personal sustainability is the greatest gift we can give to our children and ourselves. I think about this a lot. How can we create a society in which everyone has a chance to live a long, healthy life? Disparities in health literacy parallel disparities in health outcomes. The research is really clear. Indicators of social inequalities, things like social class, zip code, resources, education, employment status, income level, gender, ethnicity, contribute to how literate, how much a person understands, what it means to be and stay healthy. Health literacy, that's what that is. There's ample evidence that these social factors have a marked influence on how healthy a person is, their relationships, their ability to ride life's inevitable waves and how long they'll live and how they'll die. So when I was working in acute care environments, you would sometimes hear the term or see in clinical notes, poor historian, although it is used less and less but it refers to someone who for whatever reason, maybe language barrier or the level of their health literacy, dementia, they're not able to provide the breadcrumbs, right? Symptoms, details of their daily practices, family health history. These breadcrumbs that provide the clues for diagnosing and treating someone who is ill. And it can be much harder to solve medical problems and to provide good care as a clinician when you don't have a clear whole picture of a person's history and symptoms. And of course, this can waste 
really important time when it's needed most in critical patients. So it's heartening that healthcare is evolving towards more value-based and patient-centered models that promote a team approach to care and more holistic supports like mental health, interpreters, addiction support, health coaching. But it's slow to evolve and this will take time. And right now the healthcare system is critically stressed and underwater. I believe a person needs to take control of their own health history in order to be their own best advocate when they're moving through healthcare systems. Why be your own advocate? Hey, someone else may not be around. You may be incapacitated. You may not be able to communicate well. It's really helpful to have all the details of your medical history in one place. You know, for example, you might want to have the tests that you've had and outcomes, list medicines that you take, provide treatment preferences, as well as maybe contact information for your closest of kin, your family members, or your durable power of attorney. Why else? Maximizing the time when you are in a visit with a practitioner. As for-profit insurance is driving down what doctors are paid in order to increase the profits for CEOs and shareholders, doctors can be forced to see more patients and spend less time with each one. So being well-prepared for your appointment really can maximize the time that you have with your doctor and the other practitioners. So being informed, having information at the ready, that means you're expediting that diagnostic process and you're making the most of your visit. Another reason, overcoming provider bias. It's unfortunate, but there are definitely some biases that are specific to medical care. For example, Tanae Lewis, an associate professor of epidemiology at Emory University, told U.S. News and World Report in an article, if you are African-American or Latino and you present to the emergency room with a broken leg or a kidney stone, for example, you're less likely to be given analgesics at the recommended level. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. It doesn't matter what type of place you present to. It's been seen fairly consistently. And in addition, she says there have been similar racial differences found in cardiac care and some studies showing delays in kidney transplantation rates. That's a big deal and sobering. Chronic pain patients can also face tremendous bias and it only increases with marginalized identities. You know, somebody who has significant mental health issues, for example, to make things worse, changing doctors to try to get a competent practitioner can also trigger suspicion of drug seeking behavior. Doing your research ahead of time can be incredibly helpful. The last but most important reason why you should be your own advocate is it's your body. There may have been a time when it made sense to put providers completely in charge of our health, but I'm telling you that is no longer the case. We need to be a part of our healthcare team. We need to raise our health literacy and we need to pay attention to these stories that give our providers a guide to how to treat us and help us. No matter how amazing your practitioner is, they have a bunch of bodies to take care of on any given day. And 
you only have one body, it's yours. So please don't be afraid to get involved in your own care. Look, ideally, we would be a team. The absolute ideal doctor-patient relationship would be like a meeting of two experts. You know, think about it like this. The doctor comes to the meeting with their medical expertise and the patient, you, you're coming with this contextual knowledge, what these symptoms are meaning in the broader context of your life and what kinds of therapies that broader context will support. We know that that is not always the case. And healthcare practitioners are just like the rest of us. They're fallible human beings, some of whom are great at their jobs and some of whom are terrible. And some are focused, others are distracted. Just like we started out in the beginning, some good days, some bad days. If we were screwing up our jobs, we would expect to be corrected for the good of all. That's what it means to be your own medical advocate, speaking up for the good of your body and your own life. Talk about a practice of life, a pretty inspired top shelf goal for 2022, don't you think? Please, we're going to keep talking about this in more detail. Come back for more. I will be going over some key practices every person should try to incorporate that will help you make the most of your gorgeous, quivering investment. Things like self-awareness, up-to-date health assessments, knowing your family history, getting clear what are the chinks in your armor, what is in your control and taking stock of your habits with clear eyes. So see your future through a whole new lens. I encourage you know how to apply health literacy to your life and help develop that language for your teens. Little by little expand that knowledge that translates into the power to make tiny shifts that will lead to really big future health outcomes. Widen the lens, shift priorities, invest in your health. It's your life. You know, the practice is yours to build over time, just how you want it. I can tell you right now is always the right time, you know? Okay, don't forget, there's so many great resources at practiceoflife.com. Start from where you are. And I will see you on the flip side.